This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kim Birch now on the floor defending Jokic. Boy, what a pass inside by Jokic. He found Jamichael Green at the basket. Murray back out top to P.J. Dozier for three. Jokic, a ricochet rebound, puts it in. Final seconds of the second quarter. Jokic, open for three, got it at the buzzer. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Let's continue the NBA conversation with our guy Michael Gallagher, senior NBA analyst for Establish the Run. Follow him on Twitter at Mike S. Gallagher. And uh, Mike, I know you're uh, big in the DFS space and you do your share of betting as well. I think the Lakers should uh, help all of us out in the era of legalization. If you plan on starting a guy in a two-way contract, you've got to let us all know early on in the day, like this is what you're going to do as you're playing your games without AD and LeBron James. Uh, A route last night by the Pelicans over the Lakers. I look at this as being one of the biggest stories in the NBA right now. Of course, we want to know how long LeBron is going to be out. But I think the the bigger question is, how far back are the Lakers going to slide? They're already tied for that 3-4 seed. Um, There's a chance that if LeBron is going to be out a month, they're going to have to participate in the playing games, right? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's looking bad. And I thought probably the most interesting quote on that situation was after this blowout loss, Kyle Kuzma was saying, oh, yeah, this this team was built to be around LeBron and AD. Like, he's not used to all this ball handle. He was so sloppy yesterday. And, like, Schroeder can't get his own shot. Like, it's been just horrible. And, yeah, you like, you're starting Devontae Kaycock. Um, he didn't really guard Zion. It was Marquise Morris guarding Zion. But you're putting up against Steven Adams. Like, how cruel is that? So, uh yeah, mm-hmm. it, they're going to slide. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This team just doesn't have depth. Like, ev- everyone loves Taylor Horton Tucker. He's fun, but they just don't have it. Like, they'll get Marcus All back, and they won't have to deal with these bruises like the Pelicans and stuff, but they just don't have the offense. Um, these guys aren't – like, Schroeder, great pick-and-roll guy, hit, but it's pretty easy to cover. Like, Montrez Harrell, you just drop. Schroeder's never – like, you just drop uh, and, and take the way, pain away for, against those guys. So, yeah, I mean, how, how far can they slide? I mean <sighs> – Honestly, it's maybe playing game, right? Like this yeah. four games out, if they're both missing, we'll see. Hopefully, the AD comes back. Um, they definitely could slide. I mean, they are getting thrashed, and they don't have the depth that they need. It. We'll see how much they do at the deadline. A lot of rumors on maybe they do trade Taylor Horton Tucker because that's apparently the the guy that teams are trying to get. They're not going to really get anything for really anybody else unless they start getting rid of other assets and stuff. But, yeah, it's it's looking rough. I think the Pelicans are very hot and cold. When the Pelicans are looking great, they look like the best team in the NBA. And that's the team that kind of showed up yesterday. They look bad. They get blown up by the Wolves. They're very much a roller coaster. Is there, um, is there any way they can fall out of the play-in game? 
That means below Golden State and Memphis. There, there's a six game gap right now. No, Can that no. Happen? I, I think that okay. would be that would be pretty bad. I mean, LeBron, like we don't really know many details. He has. They both have kind of upcoming. Well, LeBron has a, um, didn't travel. He's getting an appointment with his doctor one the next couple of days here. Uh, well, AD has a big reevaluation on Friday. So, you know, maybe they're not out for as long as we think. But, I mean, yeah, to, to, to drop six games uh, over, you know, not that much time would be catastrophic. Yep. We always talk about, like, come playoff time, can teams just turn it on if they've been struggling or this and that. But, like, for the Lakers, even if they get these guys back, which we expect for the playoffs, and AD comes back and LeBron comes back, how long is it going to take for them to get back into game shape? So who could you make the case for in the West if it's not the Lakers, you know, to meet the Nets or to advance to the uh, Western Conference Finals and get to the Finals? Is it the Suns? Is it the Clippers? Who could you make the case for in the West if not the Lakers? Yeah, I think you got to pick the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi, we know he's got the pedigree. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome. Paul George is really good. They've got a pretty good depth. Terrence Mann's playing great. They're looking for bench pieces, and Tyloo keeps trying guys out, and I think Terrence Mann could be, you know, uh, eighth or ninth man in the playoff rotation if they want to go a little bit deeper. Um, the Suns are playing great. I mean, there's really no denying that. I mean, you can say they're playing like the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah. Their defense is just locked in. Their half-court defense is unbelievable. They Teams can't score on them once they get their defense set. DeAndre Ayton had one of his best games of the season. That, for me, is the big thing. If DeAndre Ayton can play not av- like a little bit above average of where he should be playing because he's been playing significantly below average of where he should be right now, but if he can play great and cover pick and roll like he did last night, uh, I definitely think the Suns could could get hot, no pun intended, and hmm. um, take take the West out. What is going to happen with the Raptors in this trade deadline coming up tomorrow? And as, as far as the game tonight, I mean, losers of nine straight. If if you are having serious conversations, don't they just sit Lowry and Powell? You think, right? Um, I'm always, it's tough when we're doing like DFS stuff, trying to check guys in and out. You hear these long ball rumors. You see a hip flexor strain, like, oh, no way he's playing. So kind of same thing. Like you're going to put, you're going to see all these rumors about the heat, about the Sixers and all this and that. And you're going to play them um, in a game that you don't have much of a chance in against Denver. Sure. Road back to back, but it's only Orlando to Tampa. It's an I-4 trip. So yeah, I think that, Maybe they sit, uh, especially Lowry, given his age. But, um, yeah, it, what a, crazy. I mean, the Raptors have been one of the most consistent teams in the NBA. For them to just fall apart the way they are, and it's it's a tough scene. And what's also interesting is they have, like, really bad depth um, as far as just even, like, DFS or just overall talent. They don't have guys that can produce. So it's going to be crazy to see how bad they are. They're just going to feed the ball to Chris Boucher and Siakam and OG's going to have to play more offense. It'll be um, – if you like watching guys develop into bigger, more higher higher usage roles, it should be interesting to see what they do. Michael, one of the uh, bigger names that's probably going to get moved at the deadline is going to be Aaron Gordon. Looks like it's going to be the Celtics who are the front runners, but we've heard the Nuggets, the Blazers, and the Mavs. Does that do anything for you? And where, where do you see the best fit? You know, what team does he contribute the most to? He's having a pretty solid season, 14 points, six boards, about four assists a game. Where does he make the biggest contribution if he gets moved there? I don't. <laughs> I just, I think Jordan, he's fine. I think he's more like he's never going to be a great number three. Like he's a kind of so-so team, bad team, like number two. He wants to handle the ball. He keeps trying to get all this ball handling responsibility. The Magic are giving it to him. He's playing backup point guard right now. So I think a team like, you know, like the Pistons or 
the Rockets or somebody like that should maybe try to make a deal, but it sounds like the Rockets want first round picks. I don't really think he's a great fit with the Celtics. Um, they have enough shooting. They have more efficient shooting um, and they're perimeter guys. And it just doesn't make sense to me why they would play another kind of hybrid three, four, when they already have almost two um, Tatum's more of a, I'm sorry, Brown's more of a two, three, but it just, it, it doesn't make a, a great fit to me. I don't think they really need him in Denver with the way Michael Porter Jr. is playing. Mike Mullen says he wants to play smaller, so I don't get it. He's going to probably not cost a lot. Cause they don't. The Magic have no leverage, and they're not even really denying it that he wants out. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably just maybe a team that's kind of struggling and looking for some looking for a spark. He's got talent, and he's you know long defense. I just don't think offensively he's going to help many teams that are already good. With Michael Gallagher, senior NBA analyst for Establish the Run. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath on the bet. Uh, Michael, it sounds like anything that goes down, there will be trades that happen before we get to Thursday afternoon, but nothing that's really going to change the course of uh, what we're going to see in the postseason, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's the only thing would be Kyle Lowry. You know, Kyle yeah. Lowry going to the Heat or the Sixers, I think would swing things. It would certainly close the gap. Um, you know, you got Lowry who can guard Jason Tatum. He can guard everybody, and that's really what you need nowadays in the NBA. So uh, getting a guy like Kyle Lowry um, on, like, the Sixers or, or the Heat, I, I think would make them a little bit more dangerous. But besides that, yeah, I don't really see, like, Victor Oladipo. I don't think any team's going to be able to get him on the roster given the contract situation. Like, he's, I don't think he would get bought out. So, yeah, like, Andre Drummond's fine, but I don't think he's going to move any needles either. Well, actually, the only thing that would probably help would Andre Drummond go into the Lakers and, like, maybe make them not so bad. (laughs) So maybe they don't fall into that playing game. The Heat conversation is interesting because, obviously, there are three teams in the East we've been talking about all season for good reason, and Miami's been dealing with so many injuries. I I wonder if uh, Riley, at this stage in his life, would be motivated to to make a move where – it would look like uh, okay, they're one of the, they're with those three contenders in the East. Yeah, Miami. Uh, the Raptors really want uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, and obviously the bubble. Tyler Hero was the darling, and oh boy, he has been really, really bad the mm-hmm. last five or six games. Can't make anything. Can't get in the paint. Making turnovers like it's just been real bad. So uh, obviously they believe in him. He's still twenty one. So, but um, yeah, I, I definitely could see Riles coming up with something uh they had you know people don't I mean people do talk about it but people didn't talk about it at the time but that jay crowder andre Iguodala deal was huge um, and it's a big reason why they got some steam to have all that switchable you know obviously Iguodala is an incredible defender so you know he's got something up his sleeve and michael uh, obviously you know in the west the we're all excited for the playoffs and especially with the lakers with all their question marks right now it's going to be awesome. But in the East, I feel like everybody's just penciling in Brooklyn, but the Bucs have won 12 out of their last 13. The Sixers are finding ways to win even without Embiid on the floor like they did last night. Who could you make the case for in the East? Is it just pretty much the Nets for you? Yeah, I, I'm sticking with the Nets here. Uh, I just think – I was watching – so like this, the last couple games, Harden just makes so many like A-plus defenders, Robert Covington, so on, so on. This looks so bad. <laughs> he's so good but um yeah they're getting their their bench is starting to come together this whole nick claxton james harden combination has been awesome uh they're plus 17 um net rating and claxton's like a 21 point per 36 score on great efficiency he was guarding damian lowered and cj McCollum on the perimeter so nick claxton kind of and that was the thing right we were worried about brooklyn's depth 
And now they got Blake Griffin for free. They got Nick Claxton playing awesome basketball on both ends. Just total scrappy. But yeah, I, I certainly think that, you know, getting PJ Tucker helps, uh, especially against Kevin Durant. Like you, you need PJ Tucker to help guard Kevin Durant when you get to that point. But yeah, I, I still think the the Nets are going to be the, the tough to be. They're just it's going to be so hard to guard them. And now they're playing a little bit better on defense. They're not getting they're not giving up one twenty all the time. Michael, we get uh, eleven games this evening. It sounds like you like Denver. <laughs> We're even trying to figure out why the Nuggets are only favored by two against the Raptors. Uh, that that's a tough one. So it sounds like you definitely like Denver. Any sides totals, maybe players that uh, you expect to have good performances tonight. Yeah, so you got to keep an eye on Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. Like we saw the Bucks go off, and the whole if you played the Bucks on, if you played like four Bucks in DFS the other night, like you won a lot of money. But um, I, I thought it was more about the Pacers' defense just being bad. Like they missed Miles Turner, and the way they run their defense is really funneling to the paint, and like they funneled it, and nothing happened. So uh, yeah, if, if Turner can't go, and it's worth mentioning that. Nate Bjorkman said Nate uh, Brogdon and Miles said they couldn't go. So it wasn't like a medical – and maybe he was lying. We don't know. But it was interesting to hear that. So, yeah, the Pistons, I think, can, if those guys are out, uh, keep an eye on those guys, both for DFS and even betting them. Um, I think the Bucks are going to handle the, the, the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics defense has been, just been so bad lately. They're getting beat. Like, Memphis hasn't been scoring well. They lit them up. Um, Stevens kind of said they've been playing better, but I don't really see it. Uh, I think the Suns are going to kill the Magic tonight. Um, on top of the Aaron Gordon stuff, Devin Booker and Chris Paul didn't play in the fourth last night because they were up pretty good. They, now, he made a little bit of a run, but they're going to be pretty well-rested. Magic aren't. Um, after they played a fairly tight game, they had to go down to the wire. And cool, I don't know how many points the Mavericks are going to score tonight, but it's going to be a ton. They have 120. <laughs> the, the, they're, they're playing like all half court, and they just keep scoring because Luke has been so good the last like 10 games or so. So I think the Mavs are going to smash on the wall, especially if they um, – their defense is better too. They've been really um, talking about their game plan and executing it better too. So uh, I'm definitely into the Mavs kind of winning big tonight. DFS, uh, Shea, Gilgis Alexander is really cheap. Uh, a lot of the Hornets are kind of underpriced. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, I think he can kind of have another good game. And then uh, I'm all about Nick Claxton life. All right, good stuff. Uh, what about Vucevic tonight, as, as long as we were talking about that Phoenix-Orlando game? Yeah, uh, definitely could see Vooch. He likes the smaller matchups. Like, he likes seeing guys he can kind of see over and all that. So, like, Aiton's not the greatest spot for him just from a physical standpoint. But Aiton can be really, really bad. So, if, if Aiton doesn't play well again, I could certainly see Vooch. I haven't dug into kind of roster construction and all that. But, sure. um, yeah, I, I, I would certainly probably rather pay for Joker uh, than Vooch. Uh, I just think that Aaron Baines is too slow and Chris uh, Chris Boucher is too skinny, so assuming uh, there's Michael Gallagher established the run. Good stuff from Mike at Mike S. Gallagher, senior NBA analyst for Establish the Run. Coming up next, talk some World Series futures. Major League Baseball, man, just days away. That is next. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.